a Lifetime original podcast. You know I've done commercial radio, don't you? You've never heard me talk about a Burger King breakfast burrito? What? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I don't want to make you nauseous, Megan. <laughs> I love a Lifetime movie. You were not eating in front of boys, and I was like on a scavenger hunt for the best food. <laughs> it looked like they were just eating plain ass low-carb roll-ups, okay? I was like, is there even filling? And I do like that even the journalism crew had a dick. Washing machines only move this vigorously in television and film. The rumor in my sorority was that we had to lay in a coffin with a dead owl. Down came the rain and washed the spider. Washed the spider. I was very afraid. (laughs) That was very Halloween Horror Nights. There's a big difference between overcoming her fears and doing something completely stupid and unsafe. Maya, Maya, you go up that wall or you're out of the house. You know what, Riley can do it with you. She clearly knows what she's talking about. Good idea. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Perrigan, here with the woman of my dreams, the hilarious Megan Gailey. Megan, where you at, girl, emotionally? Um, uh, <laughs> is that, you know, it's like I'm there. Like, it's like I want to be up here. Yep. But I'm down there. Uh-huh, but I uh-huh. know that I'll get back up here. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So I'm in, a, I'm, in a, I'm in a lull. But all that is to say, I, you know, it's, it's tough when I see everybody being like, it's fall and the decor, yeah. because I do feel a little left out in LA sometimes I know because I don't know if people outside of LA know September and October are the hottest months in LA. Yeah. Yeah. It's truly the worst. And there's nothing I want more than fall foliage. I love foliage. Uh, I love to put on like a riding boot. You know, I love yeah. when I can break out a tall boot. And a sweater, oh my God, Mm -hmm. my favorite. And we won't really be able to do that until like January. And I love an apple orchard. Like all the things that they're like, this makes you basic. I'm like, then call me basic and (laughs) give me a pumpkin spice. Because I like, you know what, that like meme that's going around where it's like, they're all named Ashley and it's spelled like 17 different ways. (laughs) I'm like, they look like they're having the best damn day. (laughs) (laughs) I've tried to do stuff like here in LA Mm -mm. two or three Halloweens ago we went to a like pumpkin patch like a little Halloween thing and of course I took Mabel where everyone else had like their children actual human children um but it was like so many influencers and people with a selfie stick and all this and it was like I'm just here for a cider donut honey yeah I I do it I honestly think we don't get enough rain for there to be like enough. Gr- like, I don't want to see a pumpkin on dirt. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah and yeah, I know yeah. that that's what it, they come out of. But it's like, OK, if the pumpkin patch is dirt, then I need to see uh, something that has been grown from water next to it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we just don't <laughs> we just don't have that. In, if, if anything, we're trying to evade the fires during this exactly, time. Exactly. This place is ablaze. It's very, very dangerous. Okay. Um, I mean, look, there's no better way to start off an episode by telling people how climate change is real. But it is. I mean, this is also, I got to say, I think we're also part of this movie because this is a, this was kind of a heavy movie, 
right? The movie yeah. we're talking about today is a little heavy. And all these ones on college campuses, they always start at the beginning of school. Yeah. And to me, that is the beginning of fall. Right. Like, and so we don't have to have the bad stuff of like the doing homework again. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we miss out on the buying of Lisa Frank yes. folders. Oh my God. So I it's like, I always want it. Everyone, this time of year, I'm always like, yeah, I want new clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, I need new shoes. I'm like, what's JCPenney got? Right. Let me step into an old Navy, (laughs) put my style together for the year. (laughs) Well, Naomi, I'm telling you, we are going back to school and we are going back to Greek life (laughs) because we are on sorority row once again in today's film, Dying to Belong. Wow. Honestly, it sounds like the name of my biopic. (laughs) 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 Nothing I want more. Um, So Dying to Belong, we are back in the sorority world with a remake of the classic 1997 film of the same name. The movie follows journalism major Olivia, who decides to rush Pi Gamma Beta, not a real sorority, with her new friend (laughs) Riley because she's intrigued by the opportunity to go undercover to write a story about hazing practices. But Olivia soon discovers there are deadly secrets involved in being part of the sisterhood. Sisters be murdering. (laughs) Okay, that's what we are learning in these sorority films. But what is really exciting is that we do have the producers of both this movie and the original Dying to Belong, and we will be talking to them later, Danielle Von Zernick and Frank Von Zernick, and that's going to be dope, okay? Yes. And yes, you heard the same last name because they're father and daughter. What Come on. a Legacy. Legacy. We got like legacies in this movie, and we got legacies in the Lifetime universe. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. 
So that's not that's not good. <laughs> so uh, uh, literally from the jump. Then we cut to two years later and we see Olivia, a young black girl. She is a freshman driving herself to college, Anders University. She is feeling very fancy, mm-hmm. but she is driving alone. And that did make me sad and worried for her. And I was like, wait a minute. Is this a movie about a woman on a road trip alone? Because that would also be terrifying. That is terrifying. Well, the right? reason we, we basically learn later that she's alone because her her dad thinks like she's uppity for wanting to go to college. But a journalism <laughs> degree specifically, right? He's like, yeah. you want to learn to write? You already know how to write is I feel like basically his attitude. And I was like, I well. I do think you need a degree for journalism though. You know, I don't think they just, yeah. listen, almost famous aside, I don't think they're just <laughs> letting teens come off the street and tippy tappy typey. <laughs> so I, I, yes, but she is alone. We cut to the college campus, which is very college campus. You know, yes. I, I love yes. the locations in this. They felt yes. very real to, we right. were, it was not like we're at some community college in the Valley. We, right. no offense, no offense to the community right. college in, is in the Valley. I have performed at them, but this. <laughs> This, this felt collegiate. Yes. Well, my favorite is because like I really thought they populated it well with young people. My favorite was a, a white girl in a beret leaning against a tree reading. That was like my favorite. I was like, okay, let's cut back to her. She was there for a fleeting moment. But yeah. I was like, there's a black beret on a white woman and I need to know more. And that is That's very a- collegiate. You know, that, yes. that, girls do that. Um, especially, I'm sure she just got back from studying abroad. Exactly. Um, exactly. So then we meet Riley, who is getting unpacked with her mom, Catherine, who is Shannon Doherty. Riley, I got somebody to open the door. Oh, yay. And yes. I'm a 90210, like, original fan. And wow. so when I see Shannon... I get excited. (laughs) Well, Riley's like in a private room Mm -hmm. and she's already like, I didn't need a private room, you know. Oh, college is hard enough without playing a roommate Russian roulette. Besides, you know, by next semester, you could be in a house. Wow, that was a record, you know, 20 minutes without mentioning Pi Gamma Beta. Like she's already on it. Yeah. Trying to get her daughter in the sorority. Yes. Very, very. And that is similar to our last film. Um, yes. Where mom is like, I was in a sorority and I want you to be in that sorority. And mm-hmm. wow, I just have to be on the record and saying I'm not going to force my children to be in Greek life. I, I will Thank not be God. taking a page from the Lifetime book of I was a legacy. <laughs> you must also be one. Honestly, I got an email last week that was like, hey, the sorority house might be turned might be torn down. Join this Zoom. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm like, I trust you guys. You don't need me. You got it. Also, I'm sorry. I think I'm going to tell you right now. You need to get rid of those rooms that are bunk beds well, that's with no... Specific. <laughs> with no they, ventilation. They did bring that up, that that is obviously now a COVID issue. And that, that that is not going to happen going further. So Naomi, you'll be happy. Purdue Kyo said, hop to it. Naomi's against this. Um, I also was happy. This dorm room does look like a dorm room in the sense yes. that it's a little bit nicer than a jail cell. Exactly. Exactly. It was small and de- and like dank. Yes. So um, Riley's mom leaves and then we do get the sense that Riley, when I was seeing it, I was like, she either has um, anxiety or some sort of OCD because she Mm -hmm. starts having what seems to be a bit of a panic attack and Mm -hmm. going through the motions of talking herself out of it that she like has learned to do. So she does have treatment for whatever, um, whatever she 
is going through. But at the same time, it is pretty bad because Mm -hmm. that night, Olivia and Riley meet because Olivia's walking down the hall and Riley is standing in the doorway of her room and she like can't walk outside to go to dinner. Hey. Arrow, lizard. Holding you hostage? Um, well, you couldn't, you could make it into a metaphor like that. I was on my way to get dinner from the cafeteria and couldn't make it out the door. Hmm, cafeteria food is to be feared. Not what I meant, but, you know, I, I think I know what you meant. Basically, what ends up happening, she's like, I'll bring food to us, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then, like, they sit in Riley's room and they eat together. Um, and that really resonated with me because I do feel like that's how I would have made friends with somebody. I would have yeah. been like, you suffer from anxiety and can't eat outside? I'll bring us an excess of food to your room. And that would be the beginning of our friendship. And, and I did feel for Riley so much because it's like, I, I get why her mom wanted her to have a private room. But also those beginning stages of college, your yeah. roommate is sort of, who you end exactly. up doing things with until you find, you know, you either that may person may be your best friend or you find like, oh, OK, this is actually my group. And so Riley's very much on an island. Exactly. I remember my like freshman, like first week of freshman year. And I was like, I forget what happened, but I got so I was scared. I didn't like it. I remember one of the things that not healthy, not proud of it, you guys, but it's my story. One of the things I was scared of was eating in a dining hall. And uh, eating around boys. Because in Mm -hmm. high school, I did not do that. You know, you were not supposed to be, uh, you were supposed to be skinny. And skinny girls didn't eat. And so I just like didn't eat around boys. Like I would just sit with my friends. And so I remember we would all kind of go out as a hall and I wouldn't really eat. And I would kind of pick at it because I didn't want them to see me. And then I was like, I don't know how this is going to work for a year. And then I remember like my hall, they were so sweet. Like one night I was like hiding in my room and my roommate, she was a soccer player. So she had already been there a week earlier and she had a whole crew. She had, and she was like up every morning at five, you know? So she had her people. And then like one day, like um, people in my hall, they like knocked on my door and they were like, we got you hot chocolate. And I was like, thank you so much. It's going to make me cry. (laughs) I was like, thank you so much. And it was like, it really, it was like, you know, kind of loosened things up. But then we also kind of hang, hung out as a hall freshman year. Like yeah. not many of us were, you know, friends after, but it's like, we all like kind of rolled deep. Yeah. I had, I, I had dorm friends and then we all went to like, diff- we all ended up sort of joining different sororities, but that was definitely like when we got in the sorority freshman year, a lot of people became friends with our pledge class. And I was like, Oh no, I like these girls. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and my, my, one of my best friends freshman year didn't end up joining a sorority and was, remained my friend throughout, but I loved my dorm crew. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, very tender. And we're seeing like Olivia and Riley become like besties in that way. But they are eating the driest looking burritos I've ever seen. I hate when people have to eat food in TV and movies. Oh, it's never we always real have to food. analyze it. I, <laughs> I thought they were having some sort of like um, chicken ranch wrap. Well, I thought they were just eating plain. It looked like they were just eating plain ass low carb roll ups. Okay, I was like, "Is there?" It was a whole filling? wheat tortilla, and that can dry out. That can dry out. <laughs> we all know that, and this is coming from a. You, we don't know if this is the best dining hall on campus. You know, like there were we had schedules up, and we were like, "Okay, we got to go to McCutcheon today because." You know, oh, right. going to have <laughs> shitty food. Like, there was like a, where do we go to eat? That's what, I, you were not eating in front of boys, and I was like on a scavenger hunt for the best food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
The next day, though, after they're having their very cute friendship, Olivia's in the school bookstore. She meets this boy, Nate, and he's like an older, he seems to be a little older. I couldn't tell how much older. Like a day? (laughs) But like, was he, I was like, he's obviously a year older, right? Like he was like, he's like a year older at least. And basically, but it's just funny because what I loved was how she was so annoyed by him immediately because basically they reach for the same book. It's the last copy. Oh, hello. Were you reaching for this? And my hand is underneath yours, so I had it first. Do you need it for class? Because I need it for class. Why I need it is irrelevant. <clears throat> your hand is still on my hand. Is this your move? My move? No, but lovely accidents do happen. And yet he was like clearly smitten. And you're yeah. like, she does not seem to be interested in you. How does I this think work? A, I think a lot of men are into that. I guess so, but... I've seen it happen. Um, So they have, like, a little banter, and you get the impression, like, we're going to be seeing Nate again. Exactly. Um, And then Riley and her mom are in the bookstore also. Bookstore was popping at the beginning of school. You could, (laughs) like... of course. she was like, did you just pick up a guy in the bookstore? I'm like, that did happen. Um, (laughs) I was definitely going to the bookstore to meet men. And (laughs) Riley has obviously told her mom about what Olivia did for her because Shannon Doherty, like, hugs Olivia and is like, thank right. you so much for taking care of my daughter. It's really sweet. It's nice to meet you, Dr. O'Connor. Come here, give me a hug. Thank you so much for not letting my daughter starve on her first night. Okay, drama. Olivia, are you ready to embrace the university experience? Then they all go to what is called a sorority lineup. I, I mean, don't know about this. We didn't do this. So basically, yeah, they they go out. It almost looks like the, the way a job the fair squad. would be set up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like all the different sororities. So you just like kind of go from table to table getting the information. And I'm sure there were other clubs out there. Like I do remember in college, you know, I went to oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. school. And so there would be like, join this. And, the, and they yeah, would have yeah, those yeah. little pop-up tailgating tents. And yes, two yes. people in polos that match whatever the event is are sitting underneath it and trying to give you, you know. Oh my, or like the handmade sign they had to make, you know, like the day before where they're like, okay, I guess we have to tell freshmen what we do. So it is job <laughs> fair energy for sure. Yes, yes. Um, and the head of recruitment at, what is Pi Gamma Beta? Gamma Pi Beta? Beta. Pi, pi gamma, gamma beta. beta. Pi gamma beta. You know, I can't remember, honey. It's like half of this is sounding like COVID variants. I'm like, what is well, it? Is it, it the Delta? It is it the Lambda? If we get to pi, then we're in, we're dead. We're um, in trouble. But so basically the head of, so even though it's Riley who's who wants to join, you know, and her mom's a legacy, and she's almost kind of worried that it won't happen, it is Olivia who gets approached by Jasmine, the head of recruiting. Olivia Rivera, we were so hoping you would show up. Good news? Yeah. Sorry, do I know you? Not yet, Olivia, but I know you. 100,000 followers on Insta, the published expose on your city councilor, cheating bastard, and your Anders entrance essay was phenomenal. You have such a strong voice. How the hell did you read my entrance essay? Jasmine Foyle, current head of recruitment for Pi Gamma Beta. Do you have a minute? I okay. Is, I'd be freaked out. And I, I, I'm with Olivia. How does she read her essay? Her college yeah. entrance essay. And she does say that she has a hundred thousand followers. So it's like Olivia's obviously a mover and shaker. Right. But yes, how does she have access to the admissions <laughs> department? Um, yeah, Jasmine gave me like I'm a good girl, but I'm actually insane energy. 
Yes, 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 yes. She's also, it's funny, she was also that sorority girl. Jasmine is dressed very um, business formal. I've got on a blazer, <laughs> but the cuffs are rolled up. Exactly. And then I've got my Pi Gamma Beta shirt underneath it. Right. And so it's like, oh, I would see that and be like, I don't want to be in that sorority. I know, I know. <laughs> if we're wearing blazers. I used to have I a know. joke where I would, where I talked about, because I got thrown out of my sorority. Um, what? And, yeah. What? I got thrown out. You didn't bring that up last time we talked about Kayo. Aaron was part of, had to be a part of the crew that threw me out. And Wait, um, when were you thrown out? My junior year, I think. Wait, and so, then, but you're still a member? I got let back in. What? Why were you thrown out? This, Megan. It was really wild. I basically honestly think I got let back in because I would host the mom's weekend auction um and I did a, and I did a really funny job and mom's weekend was coming up and they didn't have anyone to do it and they were like let's just Aaron did not want none of none of the girls wanted me thrown out nobody they actually were trying to get someone else in trouble and because I'm not a snitch I wouldn't say that they found alcohol in my room and it was like a ton of people's and I was also 21 years old at the time yeah so it was my junior year and they were like whose is it and it was a handle and I'm like just mine and they were like Uh it's not your roommates too and I was like no and then they were like okay well you're not even who we wanted so (laughs) so then they let me back in and there was one black girl in the sorority who was my dear, dear friend. And I did have her and then my little sister who was model initiate testify for me. And it's like, what are you going to do now? <laughs> what are you going to do now? <laughs> Megan, I had no idea you had been in trouble with the Greek law. Yeah. That you were kicked out and you had to claw your way back. Oh, that's the Megan Gailey story. I lived in the house for weeks kicked out. What? Because they because they felt so bad they didn't want me out that they were like you can stay in the house while um you're because I was appealing so while my appeal was being <laughs> processed oh oh, I, oh you were actually filing an appeal I thought you meant like you were appealing to people like they found no. you an appealing person <laughs> no 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 they threw me out and I was like what and then they were like you you can appeal you will appeal this Megan appeal this and I was like okay I guess I'll appeal and then I was allowed to stay in the house during the appeal process. <laughs> Oh my God, that is so funny. Well, you know what? It's good to know that these sororities have these intense standards. (laughs) And and also apparently so does Pi Gamma Beta because they basically Olivia finds out how they have the most prestigious alumni and she just found out she got got an assistant position on the school newspaper. And so it really seems like, you know, Olivia's trying to use college, you know, as a networking tool, as a working tool. She's not really there to like hang out and have fun. She's like, look, my parents didn't even want me to do it. I got to like put my head down, get in, get out. Like, I think she even says she's paying for it herself or something. Get a good job and then wind up at the New York Times, Washington Post. Which you also kind of tell because after, after she meets Jasmine, she goes to the newspaper meeting and literally just like walks in and is like, I'm going to pitch a story. And they're like, assistants don't pitch or write. Your job will be to prove and fact check. So I shouldn't pursue a possible interview with Jill Saunders. You set that up yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like the initiative. But if you'd done your homework, you'd know we ran a story with Jill last year. We'll set you up with access to our back issues. Then we can talk more next week. Cool? Yeah. You You're are not an even assistant? supposed to be here yet. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But she's like that kind of girl, you know? She's yeah. like, I have an idea. And then they were like, 
no, thank you. And it was V embarrassing. And I do like that even the journalism crew had a dick, you know, like a mean guy. Like it's like, it's yeah, yeah, not yeah. just sorority world. It's not <laughs> just the Greek world. There's there because there is, there's always a mean, there were mean people in the theater department. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, every, every click has a jerk. And so Absolutely. that is, I think that's representation. And I, yeah. and I like that. But we do see that Nate from the bookstore, he's a part of this journalism crew. And he runs after her when she gets tossed out of the meeting and listen to this. Are you going to be a problem for me, bookstore guy? Are you going to be a problem for you? A Saunders interview was on point. You have great instincts. Right. Were you in that room just a moment ago? Jamie will let you write. If you find something undeniable, a story only you can write. You want to write about Hell Week? There's some rumors I think might be worth chasing. What kind of rumors? Two years ago, paramedics showed up to a house on Sorority Road, along with campus security and the police. Which house? Pi Gamma Beta. Right, of course. Your friend's a legacy, huh? What is she getting herself into? Halloween night. The story going was the girl was badly injured in some sort of accident in the woods. Apparently, dozens of people were there, but when the dust settled, no one would talk. In the end, the university tried to pass it off as Jagger injured herself. Neither changed her story. Okay. Well, well, well. See, now Nate is pushing her in the direction of Pi Gamma Beta. He's like, you want a story? Here's a story. Yeah, investigative journalism. Exactly. She's here to make a name and make waves. And I was like, that is so bold and so brave. I very much was still trying to figure out yeah. how I could do my laundry without someone taking my wet clothes out before they were fully dry. I do feel like this is tr like this is journalist though. Like e you know, every journalist that writes op-eds and exposés, they are like in high school I busted the cafeteria. Like it, they do have yeah. this they get a little bee in their bonnet and they got to take somebody down. It starts That's at a young true. age. <laughs> That's so true. Oh, God. Next, we see Riley and Olivia at the Pi Gamma Beta's Capture the Flag event. And this there is a girl <laughs> I'm named... Not doing, I'm not doing physical activity. No. <laughs> there is a girl named Paige who is pretty much Jasmine's right-hand woman. And she has the most intense bitch face I have ever mm. seen. Mm -hmm. Like, her natural resting face is very, very mean. She's yeah. got that resting bitch face people talk about. And she's been giving Riley stank face from the moment she sees her. Like, even when she's at the, like, um, sorority lineup, when she's just yeah. kind of, like, meeting people, she's, like, already looking at Riley like, <laughs> ew, who are you? Mm -hmm. Very disgusted. And then she's also very upset when Riley and Olivia win Capture the Flag. Yes. And you they, know? the Capture the Flag takes them out to this wooded, to the woods, and yeah. there is, like, a team-building, uh, like, all, you know, all those things when they're like, we're going on a field trip and you're going to walk on a clothesline a bunch uh, in front of all your coworkers. And you're like, no, that, that there's like a climbing wall. They're in the woods. There's these weird team building structures. So that yeah. exists on this campus. I got it. <laughs> they're a force to be reckoned with. Olivia certainly is. It was O'Connor who got the fight. Don't look because we're going to let her. Quite right, Maya. I wonder what Riley would have done on her own, though. <laughs> okay, so Riley ends up getting a bid, um, and which is good because she did like find out that she got dropped by 
every other house. So um, she does get a bid and she it does confide in Olivia that she is worried that it this is not going to happen for her because her anxiety is going to start to kick in. You are 100% perfect for Pi Gamma. They're O'Connor tradition. Which makes me worried they're going to choose me because of my mother and, and not because of me. What? What if they, what if they all know about my anxiety? You don't have to keep it a secret. It's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. If it upsets them, they're not worth your time. Yeah. And then meanwhile, Jasmine is still trying to like recruit Olivia. She's basically like, has Olivia come meet her at the coffee Mm -hmm. shop? And is like, you know, we really want you and all this kind of, and I just thought, I was like, do sororities do that? You think? Do they really like lay it on thick? No, you're actually not allowed to. We weren't. Oh, really? That's that's like recruitment tampering or something. Like uh-huh. they would always be like, if you go to a party and someone's drunk and it's like you have to be an alpha fee, you need to tell us. And it's like okay, <laughs> um, so you're it, it's it's called dirty rushing. Interesting. And, and you're not dirty supposed, rushing. You're not supposed to do it. You're supposed to keep rush, at least where I was, to the designated rush hours. So like when I they're see. coming, when that's a time for them to come and see the house and explore and do things, that's when you can do it. But in classes, at parties, and dining halls, I you're see. not supposed to. But people do, I'm sure. Of but not course. to this extent. They're not. It doesn't matter this much. Right. <laughs> but Olivia's like. But Olivia basically is like, I'll join if you if Riley is invited. Mm-hmm. So you know there really are, and I get I I totally buy this like that freshman year first week of school best friend. They're yeah. that friendship, right? Like Riley and Olivia's like, that's my girl. We do everything together and I'm going to help her. And so they decide to go for it together. And the first round of initiation, Jasmine sprinkles broken glass along a path and is like, Nothing is compulsory. Choose to take steps forward despite fear of pain. Okay. Who will take the first step? The girls have to walk across it um, and they have to do it blindfolded. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I love immediately one girl's like, I'm a dance major. (laughs) I can't do this. And so she refuses. But everyone else, the first person does it, Olivia, of course, because, you know, she's, she's bold and brave. And... Again, she's blindfolded. So what has happened is they have covered the glass with boards mm-hmm. and the girls are end up not walking across the glass. They just walk across the boards, but then you hear the crunch of glass. Mm-hmm. So for everyone else, it's like, oh my God, she just walked across glass. Right, <laughs> and and was glass. silent? Like didn't, wasn't like, <laughs> ow, at any point. I know, I know. And so then Olivia like goes around and is like, Riley, you can do it. You know, basically yeah, yeah, like yeah. leads Riley across it. The rumor in my sorority was that we had to lay in a coffin with a dead owl. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's what they told you you'd have to do? Like that the rumor is what you have to be? That was the rumor on campus. That was the rumor on campus. And so then when we actually got initiated, that you are blindfolded. And they do like lead you down into a room that we had never seen before. We had like a hidden chapter room. <laughs> Maybe they'll kick me out for this. Um, again. And, and they do have you like laid down, but you don't climb into it. Like, it's like pretty clear you're on a bench and not a coffin. So they're like, sort of, but there were girls that were like, are we going to have to be with a dead owl in a coffin? And I'm like, I don't think so. That seems extreme. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Basically, Olivia 
is she's all set. She wants to write an expose about the sorority. So she's like, I'm going to get in the sorority because she's got to get, she's an inside man. Okay. Olivia's like, I got to get in there so I can get all the tea. Exactly. (laughs) And at one point, Olivia's walking with Tori. Tori, who I thought had gorgeous hair, so full. And she's talking and there's like all the pictures, you know, of past, I guess, pledge classes. Is that what they're called, Megan? She's highlighting it and say, um, it's Tori, but I wrote Corey because I didn't know oh, okay. it first. Okay, great. Yeah. So that's why I was like, <laughs> it's Tori. So Olivia is walking with Tori and Olivia keeps asking all these questions about the pictures of the past classes. Hey, there's a year missing in the group photo from 2019. Oh, that's oh, probably just broken. <laughs> yeah, but they're... There isn't even a space for it. It's okay, I'll ask Jasmine. Oh, oh, Heidi, you're stubborn. <laughs> the photo was removed. Toss storage in the basement. Basement? Why? I'm like, Olivia, girl, you are not subtle. You are coming up in here. You might as well have a pen and paper and an old-timey hat. Yeah, if you were trying to card. join a gang, they would have murdered you by now. <laughs> um, and so, they, yes, they are called pledge classes. And there were, you know, pe- some girls drop out. Some girls financially yeah, yeah. are like, oh, my parents said, no, I'm not paying for you to live in this weird old house. And so we would have, <laughs> um, we would have pictures of pledge classes and there would be girls in it. Not a lot, but maybe one um, mm-hmm. that was not a part of it anymore. Right, right, right. And so that did, w- ring, that did ring truth for me. I would have said, that woman's been dead for 45 years. <laughs> and just <laughs> made a living it think is, it's a ghost. It is, they, they made it too suspicious by taking out an entire year. It's like, just leave it up and be like, yeah, that bitch transferred. You know, right. like, you didn't need to take out 2018 as a whole. <laughs> But Tori was about to talk about it and be like, oh yeah, yes. like this girl was injured. And then Paige, Paige with her scary face, Shut comes out of nowhere and shuts it down. We're not even supposed to say don't. Tori. <laughs> Paige is really the uh the enforcer. Yeah. She's at the enforcer. A, at 105 pounds, she is the <laughs> muscle of Pi Gamma Beta. Absolutely. Okay, so next we see um the the newest pledges, the girls that were going to be walking on the glass, now they're being forced to sit in an ice bath. And but also a competitive ice bath? Yeah, like a, like a fear factor, like timed. Yeah, like two at a time. And so, Riley, first of all, this is a Kevin Hart show um, where he just <laughs> has friends do this and athletes do this all the time. So, like, Oh, yes, I've seen I, it on IG. Do I want to do it? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Is, no. This, is this evil? No, Kevin Hart has his friends do it and films them and then puts it out on the internet. So, okay. So Riley goes against this girl, Maya. And mm-hmm. Maya has already sort of been pitted against Riley because they're yeah. both legacies. They're both like chemistry majors or something. They have sort of the same resume and rundown. And it's like, Paige has been like, which one of you is going to last? You're basically right. like that. <laughs> and so Maya like has it out for Riley for no other reason, just because it's been put in her mind too. I know. and I'm, But it's also like, ew. Like I just like Maya is so mean. Yeah. And it's just like, it doesn't take much for Paige to wind her up, I guess. You know what I mean? Like she's always, she's like, oh, you two legacies. And then Maya's like, I will kill you in your sleep. Right, like, right. <laughs> And it's like, okay, so they go up against each other in the ice bath challenge and (laughs) which is the ice bucket challenge. But exactly. Uh And Riley gets out after a few seconds. That'd be me. I don't even know if I'd be be like, my boyfriend comes to it. He's a defensive (laughs) end. And then um, Paige forces Maya to stay in. Are you a little competitive, Maya? 
<laughs> you still haven't beat my record. 10 minutes, 15 seconds, Maya. I can't do another 10 minutes. You're crazy. Oh, we don't call our sisters crazy, even if they are. All right, Paige. I think your point has been aptly made. Maya's already outlasted Riley, but she's like, nope. Can you beat my record? It's like, what are you doing? Bro? 10 minutes. She said the record is 10 minutes. It's like, no, girl. No, that's not possible. Also, you would, that means she has no toes. You know think what I mean? About, think about the girls from Minnesota. They've got an advantage. You know, like <laughs> some of these bitches maybe from Miami. They're not used to this. I grew yeah. up in Indiana. I can sit in cold water. I don't want to. <laughs> But I could definitely beat a girl from the South at it. Like, yeah. this is a geographical disadvantage for some of these people. <laughs> um, that night, though, after they've all done the ice bath challenge, the <laughs> house throws a party with, like, I guess they're, like, frat brothers. Like, what? You know, right? Because I'm, like... The frat, the f- it's, it ends up being the frat where the older girls date the most guys in. That's who you okay. hang out with. yes. And then... And Tori gets harassed by one of the guys. And he, like, was already kind of touching up on her when they were about to do Capture the Flag. And And he's Jasmine's boyfriend. Well, and this is the thing, too. Exactly. I was like, aren't you Jasmine's boyfriend? Like, you just went to kiss her, but now you're trying to touch. And he's, like, got her up against the wall. You know, like, real predatory. Stop. Please, no. Hey, stop. And then Riley and Olivia come in and they stop him and, you know, yell at him. And then Jasmine, and this is what Jasmine basically was like, what the hell is happening in here? You know how she is. I mean, she came on to me. No, no, that is not what happened. Logan was hurting Tori. Please, I was not. Tori? He hit me against the pillar. Look, you can't believe them. Obviously I do, without question. Now get the hell out of my house. Get out of here. Yeah. You know, like it really kicks him out real quick. Which is why I was like, wait a minute, was it her boyfriend? It was amazing how quickly she was like, nope, you're done. Which, Which is, is interesting, because I was like, okay, she's she's good on some things. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, too, it's just like, only I can be mean to these people, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that could have been her vibe. That really could have been. But, okay, so, like, I feel like they all had, kind of have that bonding moment, and I think it mm-hmm. makes at least Riley be, like feel like, oh, my God, I can trust Jasmine. Like, uh-huh. she's a good person, right? And so later, Olivia tells Riley she's trying to find out about the girl in the frat who was injured a couple years ago. And Riley is pissed. How do you even know that? Well, I heard rumors. Rumors? You're jeopardizing both of our places in the house because you heard gossip? From a reliable source, Pi Gamma Beta covered up an accident. I thought it might make a good story. A good story? What, so, so none of this is real? Becoming a sister, being my friend. I'm just an angle now. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think maybe she feels like lied to or like, oh, we had this thing and it's not I think real it's because though she's so anxious. Yeah. I think I think it is her feeling of like she's already trying to protect these friends and she doesn't even have them yet. You know what I mean? Because if yeah. being in the sorority, like being in the sorority is gonna be her um What's her way to her reinvent space? herself. Yeah. 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 We and don't she's know what like, it's like in high school for her. Exactly. So she was like, okay, please don't mess this up for me. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I got really nervous. I was like, oh my God, Riley is totally going to turn Olivia in. I was like yeah. very stressed out. <laughs> yeah. And then at some point there is a scene where Riley returns to her dorm and someone has bedazzled her prescription drug bottles and it is not what? in a nice way. Yes. I did not see that. Yeah. Someone bedazzled all of her anxiety medicine. 
And it's not in like a, listen, if you're going to take medicine, at least make it cute. It's in like a, (laughs) we know, bitch. (laughs) Okay. And I did not like it. If someone bedazzled my Lexapro, I'd be like, I'm calling my doctor on you. (laughs) You're in big trouble. (laughs) I'm calling the cops. Uh, The next, okay, then we see the next challenge. The next sort of, um, what they call uh, team building challenges. Yes. Uh, The next challenge is, each girl has to sit on a washing machine mm-hmm. in their underwear mm-hmm. and the washing machine is on, which is forcing their bodies to jiggle. I'm sorry. I've never, washing machines only move this vigorously in television and Oh, film. absolutely. I was like, I've never had a washing machine that's just going up and down like a roller coaster. This is a okay. famous, famous sorority urban legend. Um, yeah. I have heard it since I was a child that you at some point have to stand in front of everyone in your underwear and have the fat on your body circled. I can tell you, and I was a part of the hot girl sorority that this did not happen. It does not happen. <laughs> it's insane. It is. It's also like also depicting this in a movie, especially a lifetime movie, which airs on the side of everyone being hot. Is like, come on. There was nothing. All right. Circle. Yeah. There's and so like the they like make right they make Tori go up and do it even though she's not even rushing. Okay, and she's also stunning. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> and I was like. Okay, and of course she feels bad, and you're just like, what are you doing? And then they have Riley go up, and she like immediately starts to tear up and cry, and then Olivia yeah. strips down, sits next to her, and starts to shake her body. Who's Literally, 90 pounds soaking wet. Thank you. If this is some sort of hazing, like everyone here is like mentally ill, and now I feel like I live in a bizarro world. You know where I did get hazed for my body, though, was when I was getting my wedding dress fitted. Oh, yeah, I believe that. Um, I the believe woman, that. The alterations woman padded... Um, the lower part of my stomach, which is obviously like a trouble area, um, and what? said, you have time if you want to do something about this. Oh, and like, I'm, you know, I, I, right. I, I, you're a thin, you're a very thin person as well. So it's very frustrating when someone picks like the one half inch of raised flesh that is like, we can get rid of this for you. No, and I'm like, honey, I think this is like my organs. Like I actually, like <laughs> I'm sure there is something. Cause I like asked the woman that does my Botox. I was like, freeze it off. What can we freeze? And she was like, I actually like, don't think she was like, I could freeze your arms. <laughs> She's like, you got some fat there, but um, I don't think that I could freeze that for you. I think that's your body. And I'm like, okay. oh no, the lady with pantyhose and sandals on is going to be disappointed. <laughs> well, our producer Julie just came in the chat to tell us that it is true. It is your uterus. Okay? So I could have gotten, gotten it removed. I could have gotten it removed for my wedding. I opted not to. You know. I'm just here for like a um, like a weight loss hysterectomy. <laughs> Take it out, but then put it back in. Can you do that? Just put it on ice. Put it on. Put it in the ice ice bucket challenge, and then pop it back in. There. No, keep it out for my honeymoon. I want thin photos for my honeymoon. Exactly. Um, but. Basically, as always, Olivia, who really seems to just be Riley's emotional support human, is just like helping her get through this next challenge, makes it a game. The girls start laughing and Paige is so mad. (laughs) How dare these people have fun? You shake, I shake. Go ahead, Paige. Circle my flaws. Something funny, O'Connor. Yeah, you are, you weirdo. (laughs) 
But basically, after, you know, Riley had run off and was real mad at Olivia, of course, they're friends again now, because as always, Olivia had her back. And later that night, they're back in Riley's room eating another cold, dry-ass meal, okay? (laughs) This time it's pizza. Yeah, but good for these girls to have just been bullied about the size and then been like, we're going to get a pizza. You know, like, those are girls I relate to. Did you notice there was a piece of pizza missing? I did. Okay. I even thought I was like, I was like, was that not a whole pie? <laughs> it could have been one of those places slices. where maybe they were like two slices yeah. for each of us. You're but right. I was like, well, well, but here's my other problem big time with TV pizza. It's never hot. It, no. it is always a cold, congealed slice. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, my God, they deserve more. They've been through so much today. Mm-hmm. They deserve a hot slice. Yeah, they deserve the cheese to like move a little. Exactly. Exactly. But- I would eat it, you know. (laughs) Okay, so next we see them at a party and Paige challenges Olivia to chug booze out of like a- Like cranberry vodka. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like a giant, it's like a giant gallon thing of cranberry with vodka in it. That is one of the most disgusting things you could have to chug. I mean, I guess if you have a UTI, you're killing some birds with a stone. Maybe. Basically, Olivia is wasted and Riley takes her back to her dorm room. And the last thing Olivia remembers is Riley saying, What the hell did you do to her? Was it me? It was the vodka. Her bottles may have had a touch more than mine. Like, Paige is out here trying to kill everybody. Yeah. Paige, especially again, as we said, like, Olivia is so tiny. Like, I was like, if there's one human who should not be chugging liquor, it's like the very tiny person who's like never been to a party before exactly you know and it was like and probably (laughs) you know was doing investigative journalism in high school she's not drinking she has no tolerance built up yeah she doesn't realize when she's hit her ceiling right he's like it was like anyway oh god terrifying terrifying but you know basically olivia's wasted and riley goes she leaves her there and kind of the last thing olivia remembers is riley saying i'm gonna be right back but i have to go find maya all right just I mean, honestly, Riley's nemesis, but okay, Riley, look for her. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Find her. And the next morning, Olivia wakes up and she's got all these messages from Riley's mom, Shannon Doherty. Mm -hmm. Riley's not answering her phone. She doesn't know where she is. She's like, what's up? Can you find her? Yeah. So So Olivia Olivia goes. Yeah. Olivia goes to the sorority house to look for Riley and her phone. Yeah. And then it turns out that Riley's body has been found and she's dead in the woods. Okay. Naomi, I was shocked. So was I. So was I. I did not see that coming at all. No, this is our our main character. This is our main character, our sweet girl, you know, especially because like their friendship had just repaired itself, you yeah. know? So I thought, okay, especially because like when they're eating pizza too, right? They're, just, they're like, basically Riley's like, yeah, I'll help you do some investigating. Basically like we're going to be in it together. So that's what I thought. Like, I was like, okay, so now it's going to be the friends going on the journey. And so, like, yeah. when Riley was dead, I very much gasped and I got very sad. And then I, I started coming at I started thinking about the mom who we do have a relationship with, which is different than the than the other film. You know, the, yeah. that that sweet girl that died was a sweetheart, but they had been on the outs and we didn't know the family at all. It's like, oh, my God, we've been with the mom and Riley since day one of right. college. And it, it, yeah, I got, I was really sad. Yeah. So basically Jasmine, Paige, 
Olivia and Tori are lined up on a couch and they are being questioned by the police. The county coroner will be making an official ruling, but it looks pretty conclusive. Suicide. What can you tell me about her? Uh, She was smart, but worked hard. University hadn't been easy. She really struggled with anxiety. She took medication for it. So you did know about that? Riley opened up to us about it not long ago, but we all saw the signs. You've been worried about her. That's why you were so protective, wasn't it? What time did Riley go back to her dorm last night? I I don't remember. 9 p.m. It was a normal night. Yeah, normal except for the party. What party, Olivia? There was a party. Logan was here. Paige and I chugged cranberry and vodka. Logan and I broke up, Olivia. Remember? He hasn't been here since. And we chugged straight cranberry. (laughs) Zero sugar makes it so sour, but it doesn't do any harm. Okay, so they're oh. they're obviously involved, and so, you I know, mean, like, my God, something the, the, is up. The level of murdering, and like when Paige is literally like, "Is she gonna get in trouble for drinking?" It's like Paige, you out here trying to kill people with alcohol, and mm-hmm. now you're trying to play it off like you're like, "I've got to protect Olivia." I did. I we did could one not bad believe thing. Believe it. We did do one bad thing. You know, we've talked yeah. about that before, where you admit to like the least bad thing, but then you right. killed your friend in the woods. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it was like. And, you know, but because, but because, you know, Olivia did, she was pretty wasted last night. She can't give them a, cl- a full picture. So then she's like, okay. Um, They're saying so, it's a suicide. Yes. And so, and Olivia knows that's not true. And we all know that's not true. Oh, my God. And Olivia later tells Nate, she's like, I know Riley didn't kill herself. Mm-hmm. And then at Riley's funeral, not only am I livid that the Pi Gamma Beta bitches are there. I said, you have the nerve to show up to this funeral. Mm-hmm. Knowing good and well, you done murdered her. Anyway, then a, that's it's very gypsy. And it is. It is <laughs> it's very it's gypsy. like very like gypsy and the good father. Um, but Olivia tries to talk to mom, you know, Riley's mom about her suspicions, and she's and mad. Like she's, she's mad. like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, leave me alone. It's if you over. want someone to blame, blame me. Right. Because she's like, I should have, I shouldn't have forced her to join, or I should have whatever. It's like, so you know, she's. She really can't hear. She, I guess, because this thing is like, she doesn't want to believe her daughter killed herself, but I think she also like can't begin to get into this idea of a conspiracy, right? Like she's like, I'm already like grieving. I don't know if I can now try to take down an institution. Like stop Mm -hmm. it, stop Mm -hmm. it. So Olivia decides the only way to get answers is to move into the sorority house. Okay, okay. I think now is a good time to take a break. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, and now we are back. Olivia is living in the belly of the beast, y'all. Okay, she is in the hell mouth for all my buffy heads. She has no fear. Um, She's crazy. She's crazy. Yeah. So she does, she was successful in planting some sort of seed in mom Catherine's head because Catherine does end up going to the house and is just like, I need to know if Riley was being hazed. Um, But that seems like a question to be born out of like, is that why she killed herself? Yes, yes, yes. She doesn't necessarily think that, yeah, like maybe the hazing triggered She's her just like, what that. were you doing? Was there anything going on that could have driven her to this? And everyone's like, no, that's just- But here's the thing about it, right? What's so, so Well, first of all, there's a woman who is kind of like the house mother who was uh, Catherine, Shannon Doherty. I, keep, her, I only call her Shannon Doherty in my Yeah, notes. her friend. Who was her friend back in college. And she's a woman who's like, you know, she's, a, uh, she's a, also a lawyer and she, yeah. you know, she's there to protect the sorority and the girls. So- when Catherine's like, hey, I want to ask the girls questions, she first is like, Question uh, about what? The possibility of Riley being hazed. It is university policy to shut down any house that engages in hazing. I don't ask this lightly. It's a very significant accusation. It's a pretty significant issue, Georgia. I was like, you're a lawyer and you're in charge and you're like gaslighting the mom whose mm-hmm. daughter died days ago. And then they question them all together. Yeah, and, which is and like, it's like, of course, that like even Olivia's not able to be honest because absolutely. she's now afraid for, you know, like her life. She, yes, her life, right, her life. And, her, <laughs> uh, and more importantly, the story she wants to write <laughs> and her Pulitzer, her life and her Pulitzer. Yeah. OK, so later that night, it, we assume Olivia's on the phone with Nate in one of the bathrooms, um, which we know has there's no locks on any of these doors. Very, yeah. very, very little privacy. Yeah. We did not. We had maybe one private bathroom in the whole house and it was on the first floor. The rest is like bathroom stalls. Okay, stall style. Okay. Yeah. So she's in a private bathroom. She has the shower running to like drown out the sound and she's on the phone and is kind of telling Nate her theories about this. Um and then Paige comes out of her room, hears Olivia talking and listens up against the door and then opens the door and listen to this. Hey, can I help you? Just checking on you. Glad you were a team player today. Do you know whether Dr. O'Connor is gonna keep causing problems? She's just grieving. Right, yeah, well, her paranoia could affect all our futures. So we've decided that no one should speak to her anymore, including you. You handle that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Paige is a true psychopath. Yeah. She's a true psychopath. Yeah. She reminds me of Macaulay Culkin in The Good Son. Yeah. I Do you remember that, that movie? Oh, yeah. That used Elijah to be Wood on, and Macaulay? That used to be on HBO a lot when I was a kid. A lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. She, when they something pushed about her the, like, mannequin over. Oh, my oh, God. God. But it's, you know, at least we're very lucky that, like, Olivia is one step ahead 
because in that scene, when Paige opens the door, Olivia she's is nude. naked in a towel. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Olivia's on it. Okay, okay. She, she's a Nancy Drew. She's about to get it done. Mm-hmm. So she's able to cover. But So at this point, no one has seen Maya. Like Maya right. Is, right. is MIA, but not like a missing person. She's just like not seen from her from. Yeah. Um, and so Olivia does some digging and she finds out Maya is in the hospital. So yes. mom Catherine puts on her, you know, white doctor Coat. Yeah, her and doctor she, coat. She brings her purse too. I love that. Um, and <laughs> she goes in. She calls herself Doctor Connor instead of, instead of Doctor O'Connor. And I'm like, that's tricky. I, yes, you could have gone a whole different way. But and I, she starts to question Maya about her injuries. Yeah, I was here earlier. You were pretty groggy. Um, do you want to tell me what happened? Um, I slipped going down the stairs at my parents' place. They were out of town. I broke two fingers and tore a tendon. Which is illegal, I would assume. But well, I also get it. Because it's like she's not impersonating a doctor because she is a doctor. But she's also like impersonating someone like she's who could take care of Maya. And that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. So I'm like illegal, but I get it. I'll allow it. Um, But she doesn't get a lot of time to get in there because basically Olivia is like standing watch. And Jasmine's coming down the hall to see Maya. So basically she has to run out. And Olivia and Catherine are walking in the hospital having a real Aaron Sorkin-style walk and talk. And Catherine has managed to glean just a little bit. Listen. She was lying about her injuries. How do you know? So the chart says that she had a significant amount of alcohol in her bloodstream. And the doctors had to remove splinters from her left shin. She went up the wall too. Yeah. She came down alive. What the hell did they do to my daughter? Okay. okay, there's a cover okay. up. There's a cover up underway. There's a cover up, and we. I love the medical knowledge being the key. Okay, yeah. I like because I like when people in movies are smart and when they have you know they a skill don't... that gives them a leg up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's exactly what I love. Okay, so Olivia has been trying to track down the sorority sister that disappeared slash left the school, and finally she gets a crack in the case. She gets a text from someone telling her to go to the bleachers to meet. Ooh, ominous. She takes Catherine with her, and when they get there, there's one of the fraternity brothers, and behind him, the missing girl, Dahlia. What? Gabriel? Olivia. This is Dahlia. Dahlia Foyle. Jasmine's sister. They said she was injured and then no one ever saw her again. Yes. Like she's, and so this is kind of what started Olivia on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And here she is standing healthy and well. I don't think my friend Riley took her own life. I think PGB made it look that way. Olivia has this theory about pi, gamma, and hazing, and you were a part of it. You got hurt, didn't you? And Jasmine covered it up. Neither of us knows what happened to Riley, okay? But we do know what happened on Halloween 2019. And we flash back to what was the beginning of the cold open, and we see the rest of the scene. And it was actually Jasmine who was walking blindfolded and broke her leg. Ah! So I thought she fell, I thought a woman fell off a cliff and died. And no, it was like down a little bit of a ravine, and she just broke her leg. So it was a real fake out, okay? It was. Because I had no idea. And, and Jasmine and Dahlia are sisters. Not sorority sisters, sister sisters in real life. Biological sisters. So listen to this. Dahlia called an ambulance, but Jasmine lied about how she did it. I I was ready to confess everything. So she buried her own hazing. She said, 
I shouldn't make the house pay for my mistake. Always protect the family, but she threw you under the bus. She made it look like it was just me. That I bullied her because she was my sister. What? What? This is crazy. So it's Jasmine that got hurt and covered up her own injury so the house would think she's good? Be okay, but then also got her sister kicked out to protect the house? Yeah. It was just like, Jasmine... You don't need to do all this for these people. You've known them three days at this point. I know. I know. Who knows what happened to Jasmine in high school? I do want like an origin story of like, how do these girls wind up needing these sororities so bad? Like, give us Paige. Give us Paige's Cruella. Like, how did she get here? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So this is the info that finally has Olivia ready to leave the house. Mm -hmm. So she's she and Nate are walking up to the house and she's about to get her stuff. and. Before she could even get inside, she and Nate are both, their f- heads are covered with bags and they are bound. And they say, get rid of him. And I thought, oh my God, another black man dying. No. But no, he's not dead. He's not dead. But they do something to, they do something to Nate that we don't see. Yeah. But we see, we see Olivia get dropped off in the woods. What? Come on. What are you doing? This isn't part of the plan. Digging around and probably gonna do the business that isn't yours. Oh, Logan, I don't even need to see it, don't you? You are such a lapdog! Shut up! All right, literally, they kick, they take her out the back of a van, put her down in the woods, and are basically like. She's all taped up. They break yep, her phone. Yeah, her hands are taped up. They break her phone. They're like, don't, you know, stop saying stuff, you know, like, stop nosing around. And it's these two guys who we assume are two of the frat guys we've seen in the beginning. Lord I knows we know at least one of them is the predator. Jasmine boyfriend's guy. Exactly. One is a Jasmine boyfriend guy. And then um, the other one is actually the guy who uh, was Dahlia with Dahlia. To, yeah. So he's, so he's like, the, he's, all, he's his own inside man. Exactly. So yeah. it's another one. And that was so scary. They basically just leave her out there. Terrifying. And then we basically cut to the to like early the next morning and she's walking. And so you kind of are led to believe Olivia walked all night long out of the woods and Catherine and Nate found her, which I thought was pretty impressive considering she has no phone and right. she's in the middle of the woods. We can't use our favorite lifetime device of tracking phones. You know, I love a phone tracking moment. But Nate was also Nate napped. And so he he's like, listen, there's only like two spots or, you know. They, but then they also, no, it's because the guy, the guy who was with Dahlia, he told him. Oh, yeah. The guy, is, exactly. So this guy's playing him. Because this guy is like kind of on the inside. And I th- and that's the thing is like, does he want to bring him down? Or is yeah. he just kind of like, he's like, well, I don't want him to get killed. So like, let me go just to make sure they don't kill this girl. Okay. Okay. You know what I way? Like, I feel at, like. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, Olivia, you're having to do way too much for a college newspaper story. Like, <laughs> this is this is not going to have the payoff you think it's going to. I know. I know. However, though, there is a very nice payoff because when Catherine and Nate find her, she reveals she had her. She still had her handy little recorder. And she recorded the whole interaction, including those guys telling her to stop nosing around. And mm-hmm. uh, ooh, we love it. It is a lesson to journalists to be like, don't just record on your phones. You know, Absolutely. you gotta, you need you gotta that have backup. a backup. You need that backup. Treat it like podcasting. You need another <laughs> sound for safety. Okay. Oof. So Olivia, armed with this evidence, goes to the Pi Gamma Beta house. 
and is just like sitting waiting, like yes. with a little smirk on her face, and I Jasmine know. comes in. I think they're all out at the movies. It's just me. What are you doing, sitting here in the dark like a freak? I was <laughs> oh, just taking a breather, recovering from that one time when I was abducted, tossed out of a van. Oh my God, Olivia, what happened? I know about Dahlia. She was your own sister, and you used her mistake, a hazing gone wrong, a broken leg, to get her kicked out of the house. Dahlia was stupid. She panicked, called an ambulance. I saved the house by covering up, which is what she should have done. <laughs> and now you're covering up again. Riley did not go up that wall by herself. Honey, we will never know exactly what happened. Because you'll never tell. Except your boy Logan. He's not as smart as you. also gave him a good raking with my nails. Police will have no trouble identifying him. Exactly what do you want, Olivia? The truth. Or I post all of that. A hundred thousand followers are gonna know that your boyfriend is a psycho. Okay, I hate this move in movies and stories though. When someone has information and they go to the perpetrator with the information, I'm like, Hendy, you that better be a backup. I think she that had better a be a backup. You should have had somebody working, somebody standing at the door. You know what I mean? Like, bring and if a anything bouncer, happens to me, release it. You know, yes. very um, promising young woman. Exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, Jasmine, that honey, she puts on the performance of a lifetime. Okay, and it's a roller coaster because it's like she start out lying, then she realized she can't. Listen to this. Okay. <sighs> Riley came back from putting you to bed. Then Maya and Riley played some truth or dare game. Maya messed with Riley's head and got Riley to admit to being mentally ill. Liar. Riley was fragile, Olivia. She took her own life, okay? Just because you don't like that, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Maya had broken fingers, torn tendons, injuries suffered by climbers all the time. She went up that wall too, Jasmine. Oh, God. It was an accident. An accident? Paige egged them on, and they were drunk and tired. Maya made it up and down again. Riley didn't. So Paige made it look like a suicide, and by the time I found out about it, it was too late. Olivia, I am so sorry. Uh, and then the kicker, the topper, the cherry, right after, I'm so sorry, you just hear Paige yell, Bitch. You're not the only one who can pit people against each other. But she doesn't actually yell because Paige has no emotions because she's a psychopath. So she, and she comes into the kitchen and she's been hanging out with Catherine and the lady detective? Yep. I don't know what that was about. I guess they were questioning them separately? Or I think maybe Paige knew it was about to be up and was like, I'll roll over on Jasmine before she can roll over on me. Well, but then she didn't though, because then Paige was like, oh, you want to you wanna just sell, sell us out like that? So then Paige is like, oh, I'll tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God. Okay, she was like red D. Mm -hmm. And we flash back to what actually happened the night Riley died and Olivia was wasted. And for some reason, Paige, Jasmine, Maya, and Riley go 
out to the woods, which it's like, that's not where I'm going when no, I'm drunk. Exactly. I'm not going, exactly. I'm not going to the woods during the day when I'm sober. I don't want to be in the woods. Okay. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with the woods. I don't even like camping, but these gals are out in the woods. They're at the team building, um, workshop site. I challenged Maya to climb all the way up. I've climbed it before. I just, I, I don't like heights. Mm. You're scared. <laughs> Riley knows all about that. <laughs> Referring to my anxiety, calling it scared is inaccurate oh. and frankly ignorant. Careful, Riley, they might start to think you have a backbone. <gasps> you have no robe and you've been drinking. Do not get up that wall. Don't Please. Don't you wanna overcome your fears? There's a big difference between overcoming her fears and doing something completely stupid and unsafe. Maya. <gasps> Maya. You go up that wall, or you're out of the house. You know what, Riley can do it with you. Oh, she clearly what? knows what she's talking about. Good idea. Maya like starts to do it. She's bad at it. She's afraid. And Riley is like, you don't need to do this. But then Riley is like an accomplished, trained climber. And so she is like, Maya, I will help you. And she starts going up the wall with her. Find your footing. There's a hold right there. I can't move. I'm hurt, my wrist. Oh, don't be a little bitch, Maya. You have to climb, you're almost all the way up. Shut up, okay, oh. she's frozen, she's done. Look at her, she's yeah. not going anywhere. Yelling at her is not gonna help. No. <laughs> God, I might throw up. Deep breaths, all right, in, out. Up the wall or out of the house, Maya. I need you to put your left shoulder on my right shoulder, okay? And I'm gonna support you and we're gonna do this together. Okay. We're sisters, okay? You got me? Yeah, I got you. Good. Okay. Is it really? Good. We're almost there. Okay. Riley is literally saying, step on me to yes. survive. This is yes. how sweet this girl is. And so she's literally like, okay, put your like put your foot in my hand. Now put your foot on my shoulder. And then Maya, she starts to freak out. Yeah. Which tragically. I totally get because I've I have a fear of heights as well, but I do like the act of climbing. But the moment I turn around, it's over. So like I can't look behind me anyway. So basically she freaks out and she basically accidentally kicks Riley. Like in her kind of flailing around, she kicks Riley. Riley falls and uh breaks her neck. Find your footing, okay? Maya! Ah! Uh, a tragic accident that is yes. caused by these girls bullying Maya into going up this wall. Exactly. So that is how that went down. Yeah. It's really, it's tragic. They did not murder her, but I don't know. What is this? Like negligent homicide? I don't know. Absolutely. Well, because mom said, right? She was like, you didn't call for help. You didn't try yeah. CPR. You didn't do anything to see. They just literally like did not touch her. Right. And it was like, okay, wow. Um, so. And then they didn't tell the truth about what happened. Exactly. Exactly. And then as Lifetime movies do, we flash forward. But this time it's just a couple weeks later. And there is an article in the school newspaper called Dying to Belong, which is the title of the movie. Mm -hmm. And it's obviously about what happened to Riley and everything going on with Pi Gamma Beta. And then we see Catherine and Olivia and they're back in the woods at the climbing wall and there's been um, a memorial set up there. There's flowers right. and, and yeah, things pictures. to remember Riley. And then Tori and Maya show up and Maya is like, Riley saved my life even though I, I made her life miserable. You did not make her life miserable. 
You tried, but you didn't succeed. <laughs> she was happy. Still a force. And it's like, well, I you still well, should you, feel bad. You killed her. You <laughs> killed her. Yeah, you <laughs> killed her. So, yeah, Maya, I don't think you should you should Oof. ever sleep comfortably again. Anyway, um, but then kind of after they all have an embrace, we see other sorority, I assume, girls. They're just women, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they're in this. I assume they're women from the sorority and they come up with with candles. And then the film ends with statistics about hazing, which are yeah. very upsetting. Um, yes. One of which is that, you know, there was there were no reported hazing deaths in 2020 because of a pandemic when kids yeah. could not be in school together. And the moment schools reopened, there have been three hazing deaths to date. That we know of. Uh, yeah. And and I do think it's important to point out, we've now covered two sorority um, movies where hazing and, and death ends up happening. Sororities are not perfect. And and they do have issues. This is a fraternity. It, like, the deaths happen at deaths. fraternities. Right. Um, and so I, I just... And listen, do we want to watch a movie about fraternity, guys? Probably not. It, I feel like we'd be able to smell it through the screen. But um, <laughs> it, so this does happen. This is a real problem. But the the deaths and the really, really tragic the endings yeah. and, end up having happening at fraternities. Oh, Lord. It's almost like when you get a group of men together, nothing good can come of it. Yeah. I don't know. Just say it anyway. I am pretty excited, though, because we yes. do have the chance to talk to the producer of this movie and the producer of the original 1997 film. OK, and it's a family affair. We are talking to daughter, father, duo, Danielle Von Zernick and Frank Von Zernick. And I have a lot of questions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, Megan, we are at the best part of the show because we are sitting here with lifetime producers, okay? Father, daughter, duo, Uh, dare I say, dare I say, okay? One produced the original Dying to Belong. The other produced the Dying Belong we've been talking about. Danielle Von Zernick and Frank Von Zernick. Oh my God, I love you already. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. I, I what, what fun. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Hey, how are you? Are you in the trailer at the at the set? Yeah, yeah. I'm. Um, we're doing a gingerbread house building competition. I'm missing it for oh you guys. God. What? <laughs> oh no. I got to listen to uh the one you did for Christmas setup and it just brought such a smile and it was so nice to hear you talking with the the fam. And yes. yeah, so. um, Danielle, for listeners, was also a producer on The Christmas Setup, which is one of our favorite movies we've gotten to watch. And we think truly one of the best queer vehicles we've seen. Absolutely. And I mean, you just you guys got it right on so many levels. Now, Frank, Danielle is obviously following in your footsteps a family business that is Lifetime Movies. How <laughs> how did this even come about? 
Well, I, I made my, I looked it up. Oh, it said mute. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, I looked it up. Uh, I made my first Lifetime movie in 2001. Wow. And I've made okay. 27 since then. <gasps> and the, oh and the last. Even shocked. <laughs> well, and the last few have been with Danielle. She's, oh. uh, she's been great. And then we did Poison Love. La- 2019 right. or it was on in 2020 so that was great so this is our third one for a lifetime right. kind of together like as a wow as a duo yeah does anyone in the family feel left out you know <laughs> like they're like frank and danielle you know they got their lifetime thing over there they're trying to get something popping over here <laughs> i would say i don't know dad i think you know we uh, luckily like um my mom and my brother are like more, way more creative and artistic and cooler than we are. No, and <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe Won't it. Hear it. Won't but hear we're it. we're the ones who you know make the trains get there on time. You know, so bring, bring home the bacon. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you've done three movies together, but in general, sort of, Danielle, what makes you want to remake these movies when you know your dad has already kind of put a stamp on them? Is that part of the fun or does that make it a little stress and No, I think it's, you know, Freudian for sure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, no, I think, uh, you know, I it, it, it sounds like a little soundbite, but those are movies that always continue to resonate. And I think that that's where my dad and I sort of looked at each other and said, why does it still, is it still (laughs) meaningful? And what is it? Where's the conversation now? And where are things different? And where are they Mm -hmm. sadly the same? So I think, Mm -hmm. I think that was always like the thesis sentence going into it, but it just happens that my dad had great taste. <laughs> I'm sure your mom will be thrilled to hear that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, Frank, how proud are you, and pretend like she's not here, of, <laughs> of Danielle that she's not only followed in your footsteps, but then has has remade beautifully some of the films that you originated? Well, she puts on her, her own stamp on things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 20 years in many ways is no time at all. And yet it's all the time in the world. So much has changed. And yet some of the issues continue to resonate today. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, just to talk about, you know, what I loved about the original one, beyond the fantastic clothes in that version, (laughs) Um, you know, which I can't do justice to, let's be honest. But, um, you know, that. What I really liked about that one is that everybody was super smart like this. And and for me, it's I was just like, when you think about sorority movies and you think about the narratives around sororities, I also think about the male gaze. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that's very true about the way sororities are usually portrayed. And what Mm -hmm. I liked about the original Dying to Belong, why I think it resonates is it really just wasn't about like, okay, betchas, you know what I mean? It was <laughs> yeah, much yeah. more uh, like, you know, these are smart, interesting mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. And what, what is it about the group think that takes mm-hmm. over? Right. Well, you, I mean, I now hearing you say this, I'm like, you do really see it in this film. Cause even the antagonist, 
she she's not good, but she is smart and savvy. And and her pitch to girls to join is we have ex, we have esteemed alumni. Mm-hmm. We have a brain surgeon right here. Our campus um, like advisor is a badass lawyer. Like it it does play on that. I mean, as you're talking, I'm like, I know Katie Couric is a member of my story. Like, we do know... Why didn't you bring that up, Megan? I need to well, know when Katie Couric's around. It's They definitely, when during recruitment, said, here are, here are the people, and wow. they're not putting up, no offense, unaccomplished women. They're putting up, you know, their brightest <laughs> yeah. stars. Right, yeah. right, right. To pivot... Now, Frank, you said you've been doing Lifetime movies. You know, you've been producing these for 20 years. How have Lifetime movies or your approach to them changed? Because I guess what I'm thinking of, you know, of course, Lifetime is television for women. And there was a time when that was very derisive, you know? And it was like, lady TV. And now you're seeing um, that shift. You know, people's being like, I watch Lifetime and I'm proud of it. And me and my girls sit and talk. And yes, I have a job. And I also watch this. So I wonder how it has changed, you know, since you started. And Lifetime was the place that you would go for things that the networks turned their noses up at. Okay. Yeah, and like Uh, classy stuff, like where you had incredible actresses who had stories they wanted to tell. Am I right, Dad? Sorry, I didn't interrupt you. Yep, that's true. That's absolutely true. Now, Lifetime has changed. Mm -hmm. Their their taste is much broader. Um, It's being run by... uh, Tanya. Uh, Tanya Lopez, who's a wonderful person. She's been at it for a long time there. Uh, And she's gone from making, you know, 12, 15 movies a year to 50. Yeah, right. This is good to do because you, uh, Frank and Danielle, you don't know, but Megan and I, our podcast is a long con to eventually have our own Lifetime movie. Ah! Hi, Tanya. (laughs) (laughs) And Danielle, you know, as we said, you did the Christmas setup. You've done Dying to Belong. Do you... Does your approach to the work change given the subject matter? Because obviously Christmas setup is love and light and friend Drescher. Mm-hmm. And, know. you know, dying to belong is teens heavier. in trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. and heavier. You know, is there a difference for you? Or is Baby's it the story's a story? Christmas is hard. It is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Drama is easy. <laughs> Crying is wow, easy. Okay. Comedy is hard. You know what I mean? But like, okay. it's, it's yeah. no, it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm shooting a Christmas movie right now. What month is it? You know, so <laughs> yeah. it's uh, not easy. Um, and uh, so, yes, you totally bring something different um, to it. And for me, too, I also my takeaway for my Christmas movies is hopefully at the end of it, you turn to your friend, you go, that one was good. Like, that's what yeah. I want. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. yep. We we watched the Christmas setup off season. We watched it in July as a part of Christmas in July. And you were successful. It fully it so true. transported us. And, and Naomi and I are big believers in the world is rough right now. And right. N- nothing, <laughs> nothing soothes the soul like a Lifetime movie. It's Very true. true. And also, I just have to say for my dad uh, um, that he was the one who introduced me to the writer of Christmas Setup, Michael Murray. And we have done, Michael and I have done four or five Christmas movies together. And I just, I'm wow. always grateful because he he wrote crazy stuff. He wrote a, a movie about some woman who knived a, 
her husband or something, right? What was that movie? The okay, Butcher that's a one. lot of them, Danielle. Okay, it's <laughs> like, for the <laughs> Anyway, uh, Michael's an amazing guy, and I'm uh, grateful to my father for him. Uh, I'm grateful you to your father I for know. him, too. I need, I need FVZ. FVZ, I need you running my life, okay? I need you helping me make these connections. Danielle, Megan and I were thinking, what if you did a Christmas setup, like, sequel, right? But mm. it's not about Ben and Blake. It's about the men in 1901. Oh. The secret lovers in 1901. Yeah. Oh, wow. The train guys. The train guys. Secret train as a period piece. Yeah. Train style. Okay. Secret lovers. Christmas still. But we do want to see London and what happens with that too. So maybe that's the that's the third film. I Okay, you're right. No, no, right, I'm a hundred percent with you uh on both levels. Like Michael would he's his mind's gonna go when he hears about <laughs> the sequel that way. I I I mean, he would just want to, you know, uh, that would be incredible. I think you're right. And then, yes, I have to say, on the set, uh, Ben, Blake, Ellen, Fran, me, we all just wrote the sequel. We've got one. Wow. <laughs> and we pitched ah! it to Michael. Michael's like, I think it's great. So if enough people <gasps> want it, maybe Lifetime will make yes. it. I don't know. We want yes. it. Yes. We want People it. want it. Please. People want it. People want <laughs> it. We need it. We this need is, it. It's gonna happen. You both have been absolutely amazing. We have to have you back. This is yes. like the tip of the iceberg, and we got to go back in the catalogs and find some yeah. some more Frank and Danielle joints for sure. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Bless you. Thank you. Thank this was you. fun. They were so lovely. I, I love them. I love them. I want to go to Thanksgiving. I, Absolutely. I love the Von Zernicks. A great yeah. family. A great family. That's a legacy I can get behind. Absolutely. Okay? We'll yes. allow it. A non-deadly legacy. A non a deadly legacy actually is a great title for a lifetime movie. And it's it brings us to a sorority girl dying again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it could be a different legacy though. It could be a different kind of legacy. Oh, but okay. I think like deadly legacy, it's in my head because you guys, next week, we are watching a movie called Deadly Exchange. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is about a foreign exchange student decides that her host mother is going to become her own mother and that she'll kill anyone who gets in her way. Ooh. Now from this, I can't tell if it's the host mother or the foreign exchange student who's the murderer. The foreign exchange student. Oh, okay, she basically okay. is like, she basically gets to this, I'm assuming Van Nuys, California, and is like, I want to live this life forever. Gotcha. And, and you're going to be my mommy. And you're gonna be my mommy. I don't okay. know. We have to, we haven't watched it yet, you guys. It is on Lifetime Movie Club, so you know you can get an account, watch this movie, and so many other movies, because you can't say we didn't give you nothing. Ugh, I hope you liked today's episode. We'll see you next week. Bye. I love a lifetime movie. If you love lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. <laughs> I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder with Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler with original music by Blake Maples and hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us! Us! I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. 